Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. Merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store, and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello and welcome to the Sports History Network Showcase, our in-house show featuring SHN podcasters talking sports, talking history, and talking sports history. My name is Oz Davis, host of the Sports History Network's Truly the Goats podcast. And joining me on this episode of the showcase is the host of Sports History Network podcast, Football is Family, Jeremy McFarland. Jeremy, how's it going? Hi, I'm living the dream. I'm feeling really good right now. Oh, I love that. Living the dream. Let's just get right into it. What inspired you to begin podcasting? Well, uh, it started with actually Hysteria 51 uh, with with that group, which is actually uh, supernatural type stuff, which is I, I grew up watching the X-Files. Loved it. Loved it. And I love how how uh, Hysteria 51 does. It. And I thought, you know, that's just real people talking back and forth about interesting things. And then when, uh, so I started typing in on my podcast, I think I had the iTunes podcast or whatever it is. I typed in sports history and Arnie's, uh, the sports history network, uh, the, the sports history dude, you know, the, the football history dude, there we go, popped up. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty cool. So I messaged Arnie and I said, I like what you are doing. Keep it up. And lo and behold, I got a response. Arnie responded to me and we've been talking, I think for a couple of years. And then I was listening one day and he said, if you want to join and become a podcaster, and it's like, you know what? I've been listening for four or five years total. I would love to do this. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I would love to do this. And, uh, you know, Arnie said, well, let's try it. And, uh, that, the funny thing is my first interview for the Footballers Family podcast, it was the one of the vice presidents of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. I, I just sent an email yeah. out and and I got him on and I thought, wow, this is pretty fun. Not that I'm good at it, but this is fun. And you know, that's the the thing I the thing I like about podcasting, at least what I do is I want the you know it's like I prefer a record over CD because I like the white noise. I like the bumps. I like the scratches. It just makes it real. And I want people to talk to me. I don't want them to be kind of like a rehearsed. I want it to be real. And that's what I enjoy about the podcast. Yes, it's conversational. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I honestly believe that the interview style podcast is bringing back the art of conversation that was basically killed by late night talk shows. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You can actually still have a conversation on a podcast 
and you know talk about something other than the product that you're plugging for 10 minutes and then and, you know and, and i want them yeah i want them to plug you know a book i've interviewed a, a few authors and i've read their books and i want them to plug there and i want them to plug their twitter but we're talking what makes them sports fans what makes them want to write a book jack gildan what made him want to write a book about the uh baltimore colts uh and we spent 37 minutes, and I think we got around that topic maybe for two. We were talking about other things. It's just, it just, it's just fun, and I want people to be able to feel free to talk about. The one that I got coming up uh, this coming Thursday uh, is over how sports and real-world events, how sports helps uh, the nation of America heal. And we're going to talk about it. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I can think of several in my lifetime, right? You have the Yankees Diamondbacks World Series after September 11th. Yeah. You have the uh, continuation of the Bay Area World Series after the earthquake. Yeah, I remember that vividly. To all of us that love football, this podcast is for you. In the course of this podcast, I want to delve into the history of each and every one of the 32 NFL teams along with the great players and plays which made those teams special. I also want to talk to fans of each one of these teams and see why that particular team is important to them, what makes their memories that they hold dear so special, and to get their perspective on why their team is great. I'm a firm believer that football is family. As we find out what makes each of these NFL teams unique, we will discover why that's the case. I hope you'll join me as we go down the list of the 32 NFL teams. Okay, talk about, how can I put it, the, the frame of your series, how you do your series, because it's one of those, why didn't I think of that ideas? Well, about, about three or four years ago, and I actually found a song, and I cannot think of the group right off the top of my head, but um, I actually have it on my phone. It's, it's an interesting song. Uh, the NFL before the season started, uh, came out with a with a uh, commercial that basically has people getting into gear and doing uh, traditional things to get ready for a game. And in the bottom, it, it, the music was uh, they're playing home. We're going home. And and I was thinking, golly, that sounds awesome to to make white. Here's the thing. I was looking today that an average family of four to go to a football game is going to be about $400 just to get a ticket. Right. Or most people don't have that. And I think what the NFL or any sports are forgetting that you can sell all sorts of TV ads, but the people who sit in the, sit in the seat, they're the people who are buying what you're selling. Football is not about the players so much as it is about the fans who make the players millionaires. And this is what I wanted to show. Why do people like the sports, the teams that they do? Nice. Um, I, I, I always feel compelled to point out at this point, though, when you say uh, it's the fans that make the players millionaires. I would also point out that it's the fans and the citizens that make the owners billionaires. Um, I think, uh, I, you I, know, just I always think that needs to be pointed out. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't mean to have an well, attitude yeah. problem, but, you know, no, it, it is. It, it <laughs> is. And it's a business. And I understand mm -hmm. that. I don't. Hey. If somebody, if you want to pay a player $12, 13000000 million a year, go right ahead. Go mm -hmm. right ahead. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. Mm -hmm. 
But just keep in mind where the money is coming from. Yes, of course. You know, gotta gotta keep the fans. Yeah. You know. Oh no, 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 I'm not pushing back on you. It's more like I'm pushing with you. <laughs> so uh, I agree. This is the thing for me is that uh, it seems to me that they're pricing the normal fan out of the game. That's it. They're they're just pricing this out, and there's kind of they're kind of almost feeling the pinch on this a little bit, the the little bit of backlash, because it's as though, okay, so the argument becomes, okay, so why should I pay $100 per ticket, $75 for parking, you know, pay for the babysitter or whatever, you know, get beers at the game, which are like, you know, 12 bucks each or whatever, when I can just sit at home and grab a beer from my fridge and watch it on my big screen TV. And that's actually that's actually kind of interesting. Uh, it, it, reading in, um, and I forgot what book it was. They're talking about how at the very beginning the NFL was trying to put it on TV, but they were losing fans. Uh, it was baseball too, and they thought, well, TV won't work. Well, TV is where they get the the, the vast majority of the money that they make yeah. in a year. But but you'll notice that this coming year we might be seeing a a fallback on the cap space simply because they didn't make enough money because people weren't in the stadium. Yeah, that's what they're doing in the end. Okay, so let's talk about the title of your podcast, Football is Family. What does that say to you? And talk to us about the format of your show. Uh, when I say football is family, uh, I grew up watching Vanderbilt football, Vanderbilt Commodores. Didn't I didn't see very many winning seasons at all. But when I but I got a job in, in a little town called Aliceville, Alabama. And when I went down there, my son and my daughter, two my oldest son and my middle daughter, were born in Tuscaloosa. They okay. we, we they were born in Tuscaloosa. So I started to see people flock to the games tailgate. Um, they were rabid Alabama fans, and if you were an Auburn fan in that area, you're in trouble. And 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 uh, but I started seeing how people they even named their kids Bear or Brian. Wow, really? Or, wow. It, it happened, and when I was looking at that, I thought, you know what, people really do, and it's 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 okay. Enjoy the game. Um, I, I thought about naming my dog. I got a dog the same day that uh that bud adams passed away and i thought about naming him bud i thought that's just you know remember the great owner that we had here for the tennessee titans but you know people really do find a a a family in you know season ticket holders sit next to people for years and they even go to their weddings and they may go to a funeral or they'll send birthday cards it becomes a family when you didn't have it and that's the neat part about sports is that you're brought together uh, for 60 minutes or, you know, what, three hours on a Sunday. But that becomes a bond that you can say, you know what, I went to this school and we follow this team or my pro team is this. And, you know, baseball and basketball does the same thing. Hockey, too. But, you know, we're looking primarily at football. Right. <laughs> on your on your podcast, Football's Family. Um, yeah, uh, I. Uh... One of the things about a family 
and about a, a situation like a team is that you know even if you go to one home game of your of your hometown baseball team you know out of 81 um you speak a language right you speak the same language that only those people speak again like a family there's certain references that only they get uh there's there's Absolutely. a way there's a way of dressing even there's a way of speaking even uh in these places with strong fan cultures um let's see what else can oh yes okay uh, I wanted to ask you this, but uh, I know most most people say uh, it's like your kids. But do you have a favorite episode so far? A favorite episode? Uh, no, uh, I, I I don't. Uh, mainly because I, to be honest, I don't remember everything that we talked about in it. But uh, uh, I, I have that ability. It, it's a superpower that I forget what I mentioned about an hour earlier. It's just a superpower. I am forgetful, I have. man. Uh, yes, and I even forget that I'm forgetful sometimes. No, not not really. Mainly because um, each one of them adds a a a little aspect that is special. And for me to say, you know, like I have three kids. Well, what kid's favorite? I, I can't do that because each one of them has a part. You know, they have something that you love about them that makes them special. And each one of my shows, I think we've had 20, this will be 20 that I've done so far this coming Thursday. Um, they're special in and of themselves. Now, if you listen to the first three or four, you can tell that I have no clue what I was doing and the rest of them. I really don't know what I'm doing. So you could definitely tell a difference, but, uh, but they, they, there's a special feeling to each one of them. You know, I, but I but I have enjoyed talking with authors, and and I'm working on a couple more uh, because I just love how people can get deep into a subject enough to write a book. Right. We'll uh, talk about the upcoming Super Bowl momentarily, but I wanted to know, uh, as a Titans fan, how. Did you assess this past season 2020 for your team? Uh, oh, gosh. Were you, were you disappointed as compared to the 2019 season when you got all the way to the AFC Championship? Um, okay. It, it's hard when you hit the pinnacle of the AFC Championship, which is, which is pretty big. I mean, you only have one team out of 16 that go there, you know, two teams that go there. Um, to me – if we had the 2019 defense and the 2020 offense, we would have beaten any team in our way. We just couldn't get off the field at third down. Um, it looks like we didn't know how to play uh, man-to-man defense, and our, and our uh, secondary was porous. We didn't we didn't get to the passer, but our offense was just insane. Uh, and I'm kind of you know it's great to say that we had a 2,000 yard runner, but have you ever looked about what happened the next season? Derrick Henry is is probably my favorite player in the league right now. And I kept telling people, he's Alabama, which means he's great, but he's going to be something even better. And they're like, no, no, no. It's like, okay, just wait. Uh, to say that he to say that he will do it again, I, you know, he's a human. He might not, but man, it kind of. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, mainly because we lost to the Ravens. I'm disappointed in that. But to say that this was a bad season, no, this was a great season. This was a great season. Really? Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm I definitely determined uh, that you're an optimist. 
Jeremy? Well, you know, you have to, you have to be, uh, we went through, in fact, I'm working on articles for, uh, for the sports history network over the 2008 Tennessee Titans. And if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll see a lot of pictures about the 2008 Titans. That was the last time that we had a team that contended for anything. 2008. So 2000, you know, we had four, uh, three years with nine and seven, and then we ended up with 11 and five. That's pretty good to me. We, we did well and, and I'll take it, even though we probably could have beaten the bills last week. And I don't know if we could have beat the Chiefs. I don't know if anybody could beat the chiefs to tell you the truth. <laughs> Seems like it. Seems like it. Uh, maybe only touchdown Tom and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, what did you uh, let? Let's just go right into that. Then, what, what did you take away from last week's games, other than that the Chiefs seemed to be unstoppable? And um, what are you what are you looking forward to for the Super Bowl? And be careful because this is being recorded for posterity. Uh, that's fun. I, I here's the thing. Let, let 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 me throw this out here. If Tom Brady wins, I have a Tom Brady jersey, and I actually have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat. I will probably be wearing it. Wow. When they they were losing to the Falcons a few years ago in the Super Bowl, I said, guys, just wait. Tom Tom will do it and show enough. Um, If Tom Brady, and if you're listening, Tom, if you win this, please retire on top like Peyton Manning, like my man John Elway did. Please, don't come back. Don't come back. Um, The Bills really... It should have been a lot more aggressive. You cannot beat the Chiefs with field goals. But I love, oh, that game with the Packers and, and, and the Buccaneers was a classic. It was a classic. That was one of those games that you just cannot leave because you're just drawn in by the drama. It was amazing. Uh, but my, my thing is I believe that the Buccaneers will win by a field goal. I believe the Buccaneers, Buccaneers will win, win by a field, field goal. goal. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Now they don't have Vinatieri. No, no, no. But uh, but but you know they got they've got Mike Evans had a down game. He had a down game, but to me, uh, I would put him if I can get him next to AJ Brown and, and with Corey Dillon. Uh, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon's not there. Corey Davis in the slot. We'd have the top wide receiver combo in, in Tennessee Titans history ever. I mean, put him anywhere. Mike Evans is a beast. Rob Gunkowski. There's a guy, uh, Hudson. Uh, you know, we, we, there's several, several people who are playing for the Buccaneers that you don't know their names, but they're winning. And they beat the Packers, which the Packers looked unbeatable for several, several weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, three weeks ago, nobody knew who Devin White was. And, you know, now all of a sudden he's what, the third best defensive player in the league? <laughs> you know, you're, you're you see how fast you see how fast things change. But yeah, well, no, it's just I think it's just people waking up. It's the big stage. I mean, you know, Tampa played their last couple regular season games against what, like Detroit, I think, and 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 Minnesota or something like this. I mean, it's like nobody was watching. Right? Nobody, nobody was watching the teams. Teams to me, they kind of they ebb and flow. Right. Buffalo ended up peaking just about two weeks too soon. In fact, exactly two weeks too soon. 
right? Because otherwise they'd be in the Super Bowl next week. I would have uh, loved to have seen Buffalo in the Super Bowl. It would have oh, been yeah. it would have been great. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you you remember the nineties, right? Oh yeah. You should you should be hoping they're in the Super Bowl after you robbed them out of the playoffs that one year. Oh no, no, that was a legal <laughs> that was a legal play. Uh, that was that was a play that you know. I've I've dealt with it for years. I have the picture up on my wall in my office <laughs> of the Music City Miracle. I actually had this on my phone where I could play Mike Heath uh, doing the Music City Miracle. My son, when he wow. was two or three years old, could say he could go all the way. He could do that because I'm that type of dad. <laughs> I had him learn it. You know, so, I, drew, yeah. I, I drew up notes for this show before we started and uh it didn't even occur to me to ask you about that play perhaps the most notorious eh, probably the second most notable play in Titans history next to reaching for the goal line on the final play of the Super Bowl now now you you hit you hit in the field right there that I remember I was I was a junior I, I'll tell you this I was a junior at Fried Harmon University my friends and I were sitting on a futon and we all jumped toward the TV mm-hmm. when he did that. Kevin Dyson did that. I remember that vividly too. And it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for that. Sorry, sorry for the feels there. But uh, wow. No, it's it's okay. What a Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl that was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, in fact, the two Super Bowls before that, I, my my team, the Broncos, at that moment, with John Elway, won the Super Bowl, and then mm-hmm. you know, then the Titans next year. I'm like, you know, this is really good. I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm glad last. you came. I'm, I'm glad you came back to that actually, because I really find it hard to believe that there will ever be anyone who exits like Elway again. Don't you think? Uh, I mean, I mean, you I, said that that Peyton, sh- you said that Peyton should go out on top, but that defense carried those Broncos really for the past two seasons, even the past three. You might argue uh, that in which they made two Super Bowls. So, oh, I, I agree, I agree. But it's but what is the image that people show whenever you look at that Super Bowl? Peyton holding, you know, Tiffany, and that's okay. to me, Tom. Did Tom is Tom carrying the Buccaneers? Maybe. No. But if he wins in a couple of weeks, what is all the information? You know, the, everybody's going to be focused on him holding Tiffany and right. saying, "Is this it for him?" Yeah, yeah. Even if it's a ten-seven game, but it won't be it for him. It won't be it for him. Um, I'm I'm not sure that they could beat this team. Of uh, you, you know, for me, the question for me is this. Um, yes, Brady, uh, the goat he has, I I know about the goat, right? Um, (laughs) you know, he has all of this, you know, acumen, right? He pulls these victories out of his butt constantly, you know, he's, he's still like the leader of this team. I don't think he's carrying this team, but I don't think he's dragged on this team like Peyton Manning was in his last year either. I think this is not, not at all. This is an all-star now that, team that's taken a lot of chances and winning. You you have to you have to play above who you are in the playoffs, especially. And watching the last couple of games, they outplayed themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. But 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 if he about, does, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I I, I was just going to say, okay, but. 
don't you expect to be saying, you know, if not the exact same thing, you know, like similar superlatives for Mahomes in the future? Oh. Is this where it begins? Well, you know, the legend of Mahomes, he knocked off Tom Brady. You know? uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of my top five, top favorite players right now. Love him. Love his commercials. He just seems like he's a good guy. But here's the problem that the Chiefs are going to face. That guy is going to be paid $50 million a year starting next year or the year after that. Now, I don't make, I'm not going to make $50 million in 10 lifetimes, but they're going to get that hit on their cap. You keep Patrick Mahomes because he is an animal. He is, he is probably going to come down in the top 10 of all time in quarterbacks. He's just that good. But when you have a $200, $210 million cap and 50 of it is used up by one player, it's going to be hard. Now, if, if that turns out that he carries a team, you know, it just, it just proves how great. But you remember the year where the Patriots played the Rams in the Super Bowl? The, the Patriots played a defense where they would bump the receivers within two yards and knock them off course. That's what their goal was because they could not keep up with the greatest show on turf. Look at the uh, look at the uh, Buccaneers to do the same thing, especially with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. But you know, but uh, Patrick Mahomes can carry a team. I believe he can. I still think Buccaneers by three, but that's just me. <laughs> In any case, I just want to get in this last bit here. Um, you yeah. know, Brady Brady restructured his deal all the time. Uh, Peyton Manning did. Um, and the other side of it is you have guys like Kelsey. Okay, now Kelsey is going to be awesome anywhere, like Rob Gronkowski. But guess what? He probably wants to stay with the Hawks. And then you got a guy like Sammy Watkins who has played on a bunch of losers like the old Rams – you know, yeah. and the old bills, you know, and now he's on a winner. You know, I, I don't think he wants to leave, um, particularly since basically his specialty is the long route. That's pretty much it. Um, you know, so I, I, I can imagine a future where you keep your core guys together. You know, the offensive line will probably want to stay there. And, you know, the defense is never going to improve. But you remember those St. Louis Rams teams. There was one year where they set a record for points scored and points allowed in the same season. You know, That's why you have to. Well, maybe maybe Patrick Mahomes can do the Bobby Bonilla thing. Every year he gets, you know, he for the next forty years he, you know, he gets ten million dollars on June the first. Who knows? I'm saying it's hard. This is this this is hard to be a GM. I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. I really do. Yeah. Especially in a system like football, which is so closed. Yes. I mean, this is the this is the talent pool. That's it. <laughs> These are viable players. There's nobody coming from Latin America. There's nobody coming from Europe. In the case of basketball, that's it. These are your players. <laughs> you know, a few hundred American guys and a couple of Canadians. That's it. <laughs> so, in any case, all right. Hey, um, Jeremy McFarland of football and family here at the Sports History Network. Thanks for joining us this evening. And so I guess good luck to your Titans in the future. Um, I, I, we'll see about your Buccaneers prediction. Well, hey, if I'm wrong, 
I, I'm on. It's and this is the best part. Best part about sports, you can have fun with it. I'm not making any money off of it. We're not involved with the game, so we can have a back and forth and have a little fun with it. That's what sports to me is. If it, you're not having fun with something, what's the point? And that's what that's part of the reason why I love love football is that. Uh, Ever since I can remember watching my first game, which pretty much was the Super Bowl with John Elway versus the, the you know Super Bowl where the Redskins won 42 to 10, I got upset, but I was like, you know what? I didn't have a, a skin in the game. Enjoy it. Yeah, you can be a fan of a team as long as your pony isn't in the race. You can just enjoy the beauty of the game. Enjoy the beauty of the game, absolutely. This has been the SHN Showcase Podcast. We'd like to thank our guest, Jeremy McFarland of the Football's Family Podcast, which can be found at sportshistorynetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast. The theme song for the SHN Showcase is Quartz by Ani Tech, and it is available through Fair Use Agreement via freemusicarchive.org. SHN Showcase will be back soon with another Sports History Network podcast. Until then, this is Oz Davis saying stay safe, Day historical. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the football history dude. And I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history, but as far as I'm concerned... We're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment, you know, that can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website, but we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sports. HistoryNetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you gotta do, head over to SportsHistoryNetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.